This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Dominic, Dominic, you've asked me many a uh, strong political question before. Well, Dominic, as you might guess, I've been asked that a few times before. To those in the press who did their job and did it with professionalism... And even to some of you who are actually kind, where's Dominic? I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows. And I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you so much, Rita Cosby. I started tonight planning to discuss the New York State Attorney General, Letitia James, out in the race for governor. My senses are telling me that something is rotten in Denmark. But I will get to that later. I will get to that later. A bit later on this morning, we will talk to a young man by the name of Andre Ward. He is of the uh, Fortune Society. He did 16 years in New York State Prison in the 1990s on a drug-related charge and um, taking someone's life. And uh, But he's turned his life around. Uh, he's lectured at Columbia University, works with the Fortune Society, He's going to discuss reforms that he and others want prosecutors to make. But then we are going to deal with the Smollett case. I have been saying since the Jesse Smollett trial started that it was an open and shut case, a slam dunk for the prosecution. And sure enough, Mr. Smollett, has been convicted of, what, five of the uh, six charges, convicted of staging a hate crime nearly three years ago after he claimed two Trump-loving bigots. Very important to the story. Two Trump-loving bigots beat him up, tied a noose around his neck, and doused him in bleach. Here's what the prosecutor, Dan Webb, had to say about the case. For him to fake a hate crime, fake it, and then cause the police department to spend enormous efforts taking him off of homicide cases and putting them on this case, I thought that was bad conduct. I mean, it was not insignificant. I thought it was serious criminal misconduct. And absolutely it was. You, you can't do that, Mr. Smollett, and that's why he has been convicted. As I just said with Rita Cosby, Smollett's lawyer should give him back some of that money. His own lawyer had to know that Smollett didn't have a chance in hell at acquittal. None. Nada. He was playing for a hung jury all along. And Smollett hung himself 
by going to trial. On Twitter, one of our listeners, and I see, folks, we have a lot of calls. We're going to get to them right away. Just give me a second, please. On Twitter, one of our listeners, uh, uh, Lenny Bruce, asked me if Smollett will go to jail. Under normal circumstances, I would answer no, but this is not a normal case. It was one that was national in scope where you try to involve the president of the United States. And Mr. Smollett, as a result, may very well be sentenced to prison or jail. Here's some free advice for Mr. Smollett. I'm not a lawyer. But I'll give you some free advice, Mr. Smollett. The money that you're going to spend on your appeal, don't do it. Don't do it. It's, it's, it's good money after bad. That's what the saying is. You're going to need that money, Mr. Smollett, when you lose the civil case against the city of Chicago that they are suing you for to recoup and rightfully so, the money that they spent on this waste of time investigation. We're taking your telephone calls. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. And, of course, you can join us on the WABC YouTube uh, page live right now, and which uh, you can see me there. I don't know. I'm looking at the uh, video video here, Matt, and it looks like I I don't know. It just looks like I always need some lotion or something. I mean, I I, I don't know. I I don't know. You know, I got 35 years in television. It looks like I need lotion all the time. Anyway, let's go to your telephone calls, and we're going to get to Letitia James. Trust me. Let's start with the uh, telephones. Let's go to Roger in New York City listening on the radio. Welcome to the Dominic Carter Show on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Joe. Uh, Thank you. Listen, uh, first and foremost, I have to... Wait, wait. I got a question question for you because I get confused. Why do you change the name on on which you call in? Why don't you just say what your name is? uh, Okay, the screener said use a simple name. Uh, such as Roger. Oh, okay, but you uh, change so, your name. Uh, you confuse me uh, all the time. Okay, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. Now, uh, all right. Uh, first, uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> good morning, okay. good morning, good I morning. I love that part. Well, I thank love you. it. Well, thank and, you. Of course, I consider you probably now quickly going to the very top of my list as the best talk show host overall. Well, thank you. Now, That's very kind of right. you to say. Right. Now, uh, Smollett, by his actions, you know, He's tremendously hurt the cause of God knows how many decent black folk who might ever factually face such a predicament. Yes. Doesn't he realize that fact? Also, by the way, one quick question regarding the two Nigerians. Uh, do you know if they were citizens or green card holders? I don't. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. But be taken against them. Well, what, they they cut a deal with the prosecution, so I, I'm okay. not I'm not exactly sure, but certainly they're not going to face the uh, the fate that Mr. Smollett is. Thank you for the call. Is uh, going to face when here's why, and and even folks, you can listen to a um, a promo here on WABC where it has my voice, and I'm talking about it's a up and an open and shut case in the Smollett case. The bottom line is this. When the prosecution has a $3,500 check 
and not one star witness, but two star witnesses that put you at the location and say that you set this up. It's a wrap, folks. It's a conviction. And so, you know, Mr. Smollett took the stand, but it was just not going to work. I guess he was banking on his star appeal. And I think that's past star appeal. But his lawyers really should give him his money back because they just took the man's money. He had no chance in hell. They should have been honest with him from day one. And now he finds himself in this situation. John in Brooklyn listening on the radio. Good morning and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, I am very happy. I agree with you completely about Smollett. I am glad he's convicted. I hope the sentencing judge throws the book at him. It would send a powerful message to people that you do not play games with the police. And it is absolutely disgusting that you bring up the whole issue about race in, in, in discussing this. And, and the historical uh, perspective of a noose, it, it's wicked to do something like that. And President I, Trump was at the White House minding his business. And Smollett knew that the media was running story after story about Trump's relationship with the black community. And he decided, I'm going to capitalize on it at the expense of the president of the United States. It's disgusting. It is. And also more disgusting is that I think both our current president and vice president owes us, the American people, an apology after this verdict because of how they jumped on board immediately saying Smollett is right. Well, you know what, John, let let me just say this. I thank you for the call. You are correct. And here is the problem in our country, folks. I've promised to promise to always be honest with you. Here's the deal. Now, obviously, if you're a left-leaning Democrat, you feel that Biden and, and, and the vice president did the right thing as far as Smollett cases and others. But what I'm trying to get folks to understand is the politics of all this. And if you don't think racial issues are political, boy, oh boy, are they political. And so... Biden, who was seen by some as a middle-of-the-road guy, basically in the campaign from the basement of his home, became a black activist, (laughs) along with Kamala Harris, all in the name of vote for me so that I can beat Donald Trump. The problem with all of that is what happens to the country after the election? So every man wants to win. Every woman wants to win without thinking about the repercussions for America. And so any, any, any reasonable politician should have said with Smollett, I'm going to take a wait and see approach, see where the facts come out. But no, but no, the fact of the matter is they needed uh, Biden and Kamala Harris They needed record turnout from the black vote, the black community. And so anything that was going to push that vote from his from his basement in Delaware, Biden was going to do. And and the fact of the matter is he was successful at it. You know, we, we we have a president now. Hopefully things will turn around and he will do better. Hopefully he will do better. But we have a president now, folks, 
that we really did not, even though he's been in politics a very long time, we really did not get to know because his brilliant consultant said, hide him, keep him in the basement, make this election a referendum on Trump, and we can win this thing. And that is exactly what happened. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls, and we will also get to the Letitia James situation. All of a sudden, she's not running for governor. Doesn't pass the smell test. We'll be right back. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I was very proud that this jury came to the conclusion that he's guilty uh, and the fact that he came up with a completely uh, ridiculous story to explain his misconduct did not apparently have an impact on the jury's verdict. Prosecutor Dan Webb in Chicago, what we're going to do, I see between Letitia James, the New York State Attorney General, and Jesse Smollett, uh, a lot of folks want to get through on that. So we have reached out to Mr. Andre Ward, who was going to join us about 1245, to ask him to come on tomorrow. He's of the Fortune Society. And uh, he did. He has a fascinating personal story. He did 16 years in in prison on a drug rap and uh, for taking a life. And um, since when he got out of prison, turned his life around, went the education route, lectured at Columbia, and now he's part of a panel that has come up with a a uh, uh, process for how they feel prosecutors should handle drug. Uh, arrests and prosecutions in the future. So we're going to, we're going to ask him to join us tomorrow rather than tonight because of the breaking news. And we have a lot of phone calls that are coming in. Jesse Smollett, guilty. I, I told you folks. And again, it's not a personal thing. It's a matter of looking at the evidence, looking at how the case was presented. And it was clear that there was going to be a conviction. Clear. That's why they put Jesse Smollett on the stand, because they knew, meaning his defense lawyer, that it was not going his way and that Mr. Smollett was going down. He needs to tell him now to give up the appeal, because that's not going to work either. Let's go to Michael in Cliffside Park, listening on the radio to WABC. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. The first thing his lawyer should have done was told him, now let me get this straight. You want me to walk into a courtroom and say that these two white guys were walking around at 2 o'clock in the morning when the temperature was like 15 below zero, wearing MAGA hats, not hoods to keep their heads warm, but MAGA hats with a hangman's noose and a bottle of bleach looking for some black guy to throw it on and to and to attack. That's what you want me to go into the courtroom and tell the judge and the jury. Because if you have a brain in your head, you realize how stupid it is. The best thing you can do is say, yes, I did a terrible thing. I throw myself on the mercy of the court. Please don't put me in jail. Please. I apologize to everybody. I'm sorry I did it. It was a stupid 
stupid, stupid, dumb thing to do, and I, I'm begging for everyone's forgiveness, and maybe the judge wouldn't put him in jail. But now he's making a bigger fool out of himself because he's blaming, well, the jury was racist, and the judge, he's continuing with the racism thing. So that that's going to hurt him even more. Agreed. Agreed, so he's, he's an imbecile. This guy has to be the stupidest person in the world. I mean, and like you were saying, Chicago is mega country. Chicago, which what went for Trump by went for uh, Biden by eighty five percent. Are you kidding? I mean, what kind of an moron are you? Yeah, and another thing, another reason they may really, really throw the book at him. Let's say the cops get overly zealous to find the people that did this, and they happen to grab two white guys who are totally innocent. Absolutely. Do you think that he would come forward and said, no, they're innocent, I made up the whole story? He would have let them hang. He would have thrown them to the wolves. Right. So for that reason alone, because he has no conscience. Well, now, now, Michael, thank you for for the call. Now the pressure is on the judge in the case because the judge has to send a signal. And that is exactly what is going to happen. The jury on five out of the six counts guilty. And so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Mr. Smollett is going to continue to... Um, the Black Lives Matter line. That was uh, one of the worst things that he could have done um, on the eve of, of, of this trial. But, you know, he did what he thought was correct. Let's see what Audrey, uh, listening to WABC on the radio from Brooklyn, let's see what Audrey has to say. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. And um, not only did you say, I knew that he was lying, and it was obvious, but I don't understand. Um, um, the, he was charged um, five counts of the 16th. But does anybody know? that Five out of six. Years? No, it was actually 16. They took um, some of them out. Okay. Originally, you're saying. Yeah. I have okay. To go from the beginning. Okay. 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 You're, you're correct. Go ahead. And, and, and as far as the sentence, um, he's going to get a slap on the hand. But I don't understand what is the hate crime that he's being charged with because uh, – I don't see it. I well, the, 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 the hate crime, the hate crime, it, it's it's three parts. Okay. It's the it's the one. It's MAGA country. That that's a racial implication. Okay. Right. That's one. Okay. Two, the noose. Historically, what okay. that means for for okay. for black men. Three, the throwing of bleach, reported to be bleach on him. So the whole thing. Audrey, but but it has a racial implication, and he knew that. And and what would have happened? And Audrey, I'm telling you, what would have happened if 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 some activists in the communities of color in Chicago decided to protest, march on police stations, the police got to protect the property, boom, a riot ensues. Then One what? More thing, One more thing. First of all, the majority of black folks in any state didn't believe. Okay, you, you know what? You know what, Audrey? I, I didn't. Wait, wait, Audrey. Wait, let, let me just say this. I, I didn't want to go there. I, I, I really. So I'm glad you brought it up that when Mr. Smollett made this claim, no black person in their right mind believed this garbage. I mean, you know, but but nobody. Want, and, and as as Dave Chappelle said in his special, that the black community knew he was knew he was lying by its silence when he made his claim. But go ahead. And. The fact is, okay, he's going to go and, and appeal. I don't know about all that, but the defense, the, the, his attorney, 
there and it's for the money. It's, it reminds me of, of course. that happened in Georgia where those, they had to know that those three men were going to go to jail after shooting Aubrey. But it's the system, you know? It's the mm-hmm. system. It's the money system. Well, Audrey, Audrey, I thank you for the call, and I hope that you have a, a wonderful uh, morning. Again, that's why I started out by saying that Mr. Smollett's attorneys should give him his money back because they they took him for a ride. They they said, listen, we're going to get paid, and we're going to make three times that amount in terms of media coverage. They took this guy for a ride based on his lies. They should have told him up front, you don't have a chance in hell, Mr. Smollett. Now, you maybe they did privately. Maybe they told him that he didn't have a chance in hell, and he said, you know, I want to go forward anyway. Bottom line is we are where we are this morning, and he will be uh, sentenced uh, soon, and we will see how this all plays out. Let's go to Brian listening on the radio from Bloomfield, New Jersey. Good morning, Brian. Welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good show. You just answered my question. How do we know what his defense attorney said to him? I think it's highly likely they said you have very little chance. And uh, how do we know what the plea offer was, if there was one? And was there recommended jail time? Um, I, I don't think you can put it on the defense attorneys. It's the client's decision whether to go to trial, especially a celebrity client. And given the case against him, it was just probably his only option, believe it or not. Well, thank so you. I, I don't think this is on the defense attorneys. Uh, okay, again, all right. Well, but, but, Brian, the bottom line here is Mr. Smollett was drinking his own Kool-Aid. And uh, that's why he's in the position that he's in this morning. He should have never have gone to trial on this. The evidence was too overwhelming. I guess that his team was hoping that that the Nigerian brothers, because they're Nigerian, that perhaps the jury would not believe them. Uh, that perhaps because there was a difference of story about the two of them, him and one of the Nigerian brothers going to a bathhouse and Mr. Smollett claiming that there was sexual touching, the brother saying that there was not sexual touching. So maybe, maybe he thought that, you know, but how do you win when the best thing you're looking at is a hung jury? That That's your best case scenario. And do you really want to let it ride on the possibility that you are looking at a hung jury? Dominic Carter here with you, and that's not the case this morning because he has been convicted. Dominic Carter here with you. We're going to continue to discuss the uh, Smollett case. And also, I see a number of you want to talk, Norman, Carroll, some others, about the Letitia James Hudson in the Bronx, the Letitia James situation. She was, she instantly became a front runner in the race for governor, but now, now, she says she's not running. Very interesting, folks. Doesn't pass the smell test. We'll be right back. And with us, and with us now, Dominic Carter. Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. Dominic, I want to say, when we started calling around in uh, New York City last week to find out who 
would have their finger on this story. You were the person who was most often mentioned, and that's why we asked you to be with us this morning. So what do you hear? What do you know? How is this thing going to come out? Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. With the resounding verdict we just received from this jury after one day of deliberations in which they found Mr. Smollett guilty of virtually all charges of doing exactly what we said he did, of reporting a a fake crime to the Chicago Police Department as a real crime. That verdict was a resounding message by the jury that, in fact, Mr. Smollett did exactly what we said he did. Prosecutor Dan Webb referring to the conviction on five out of the six counts a few hours ago out of Chicago, Jesse Smollett. And um, as I mentioned, we were going to have Andre Ward of the Fortune Society. He was going to join us and call in in a few minutes. We've asked him to call in tomorrow instead because of the volume of phone calls we have on Letitia James, the state attorney general of New York, and on Mr. Smollett. And I said earlier in the program that something is rotten in Denmark. You've heard that saying before, referring to the fact that uh, New York State Attorney General Letitia James has dropped out of the governor's race, suspending her run amid reports that she's requesting testimony from former President Donald Trump as part of an investigation into possible financial fraud. So Trump, by far, has been James' uh, her biggest target perhaps followed by a close second of uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Her short-lived plan to challenge Cuomo's successor, Governor Kathy Hochul, for the Democratic nomination lasted a little more than a month. But I didn't want to pull out the tapes. But if we go back and I pull out the tapes, I said to you folks, the Andrew Cuomo that I know, is not going to rest until Letitia James is in the same position politically as he is. Lack of a better term, dead on arrival. Something doesn't doesn't feel right. Something's not right here. Now remember, this all follows the move, the heavy criticism from Cuomo, the James investigation of uh, sexual harassment allegations against him was politically motivated. Cuomo resigned in August, one week after James, using outside investigators, released that report. Letitia James barely campaigned and uh, for governor. And in fairness to her, to me, her is defined as the current governor, Kathy Hochul, and Letitia James. Kathy Hochul, it, 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 you know, it's it, it's starting to look like she's not just going to be a placeholder. It's starting to look like Kathy Hochul is holding her own. That's what the polling seems to indicate. And Letitia James was facing an uphill battle based on polling. I guess she thought that she was going to be the front runner, but it's not appearing to be that way. So the bigger, the biggest winner in all this is Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul, folks, remember I told you this, is now basically the next governor elected in her own right of the state of New York. 
This move by Letitia James to back down, to stand, to stand down, basically means that Kathy Hochul will be elected governor in the state of New York in terms of on her own right. Will there be Republican uh, candidates? Of course. And maybe, maybe things will change. Maybe this will change down the road. But as of right now, Kathy Hochul, I don't see Tom Swazi. I don't see see um, the public advocate Jamani Williams. They're not much of a threat uh, to Kathy Hochul. She is proving that she can hold her own. But something is not right here, folks. It's not something is going on behind the scenes. I'm willing to bet on it that something is going on behind the scenes where Letitia James had to stand down. You know what that means. If a politician has to stand down a month after seeking, I mean, you know, you have to give it to Letitia James. All or nothing. By running for governor, she couldn't run for attorney general. She couldn't do both at the same time. And she said, let the dice roll. I'm going for it all. I want to be governor. You have to give her credit for that. And then a month later, you stand down because you want to depose Trump. You didn't know that when you started your campaign. Of course she knew that. Of course she knew the deposition of Trump, possible deposition of Trump would come up. But now it's a, ra- a rather convenient excuse, a rather convenient reason for why she is not going to run for governor. Let's go to Norman. Norman's listening on the radio in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. You're on Talk Radio 77 Um, WABC. I think it's great that Tish James dropped out from pursuing being governor because we don't need another Soros-backed woke person as the head of our state. And I think the remaining Dem candidates like Hochul and Jumon Williams match up worse against my choice, Lee Zeldin taking the whole thing. A okay. man who was a law and order pro business veteran of Iraq. Right, but but, but Norman, 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 but the votes ain't there for for Republican candidates statewide. The support is not there. The numbers are not there. I mean, you never say never, but and maybe Mr. Zeldin will will prove this theory wrong, but the Democrat certainly has a strong advantage going into the general election. Listen, Dominic, I don't think it hurts that he's a veteran, pro-business, and I don't think it hurts that he's also (laughs) – I don't think it hurts that he's an ethnic person, i.e. Jewish like me. So, uh, you know, I I disagree with you, Dominic. Okay, all right. Well, we we can agree to disagree. But thank you for the call, Norman. Have a uh, great morning. Carol, our friend Carol in New Jersey listening on the radio. Good morning, Carol. Um, Well, all of a sudden, Letitia – uh, claimed that she wanted to run for attorney general again. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why she dropped out of the governor's race is because the numbers are favoring Kathy Hochul. Well, the numbers are uh, uh, favoring Kathy Hochul mm-hmm. by far, by far. The yeah. uh, More than a third of Democrats said that in a recent poll that they would vote for Hochul, 36% over yep. just 18% that said they would uh, back James. And that's a Siena college uh, survey that was released just the yeah. other day. So so in in a, in an a Reuters uh poll I believe 
uh, the numbers were basically still very much in favor of Kathy Hochul. So Kathy Hochul mm-hmm. is proving that she's not just a placeholder for governor right. and that she's in this thing to uh, win it. Carol, I, I thank you for the call and, and have a uh, beautiful, beautiful morning. The other big story that we are talking about is uh, that one that I didn't expect to come down tonight, but it did, the conviction of the Empire actor, um, um, Mr. Smollett convicted on five out of the, um, five out of the six counts. And, um, you know, what I'm thinking about is that TV show that he was on empire on Fox, it had seen its best day anyway, but he also took down all the actors on that show because that show has never really recovered ratings wise from after the Smollett incident. And so, I mean, he didn't think about what he was doing and and to lash out by trying to implicate the president of the United States of America. I mean, Mr. Smollett, no offense, you're a two-bit actor and and, and that, that hit it big on one show and you're trying to implicate and involve the president of the United States in a racial incident in which it's a hoax in which 10 out of 10 first year journalism students could have told you that this is nonsense. Get it out of my face. What is this garbage? And then you go to trial on it and you're convicted and you're talking about appealing. Give me a break. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk radio 77 WABC. We'll be right back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Jesse Smollett and New York State Attorney General Letitia James not running for governor. Mr. Smollett convicted on five of the six counts out of Chicago a few hours ago. Before we go right back to your telephone calls, it's time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly, today and every weekday afternoon, 1.15 to 3 p.m., here Greg talks about Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, when he was working for the federal government, said you could get AIDS through normal household contact, which is not true. But that idea helped fuel anti-gay hysteria. That's a problem. Dr. Fauci has been wrong throughout his career. The thing that the fake news does not understand about Fauci, all right, more than a doctor, he is a bureaucrat. He's just a bureaucrat. Greg Kelly, you can listen to him every weekday afternoon, one fifteen to 3 p.m. And coming up, of course, uh, at 1 a.m., in for Frank Morano, Curtis Lee, the other side of midnight. He's been prancing up and down the hallway, ready to go, all excited to do his show this morning. So we will see what he has to say. And I've been communicating with uh, Frank Morano and Frank Mom and baby are doing very well, and we miss you, Mr. Morano. Right now, let's go right back to the telephone calls. And again, Andre Ward of the Fortune Society has agreed to call us tomorrow night. We're going to talk about some uh, crime issues with him, uh, but we're going to put that off until tomorrow night because of the breaking news tonight. Dominic in Wappinger's Falls. Good morning, my friend, listening on the radio. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
Dominic, how are you? How you been? I'm doing well, thank you, and I hope you and your family are well. Very well. As as far as the Smollett, uh, you know what? Trump was absolutely correct. This is all about fake news. They They had Smollett on fake news. They had him on MSNBC, CNN. They were saying it all had to do with the hatred of Trump. And your buddy Stanley keeps listening to CNN and MSNBC, and he keeps listening to that stuff. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people that keep listening to that stuff. This was all a hoax. It was all a hoax. And I'm so glad that this, this, the, uh, the liberal media is starting to fall apart. I'm, I'm happy about that. Now, hopefully, we can get news outfits that, that actually report the news. Hmm. Hmm. You know, Dominic, uh, I, I've got to be very honest with you. So uh, many of my colleagues basically telling people what they want to hear, the directive right. from management, uh, have signed nice lucrative contracts making millions of dollars every year, but destroying America. And I look forward to the day, I really do, when we can have a story with one set of facts, not a story with five different sets of facts. And it it seems like that's what we have now. And, um, you know, it's just not, it's not good for the country. It's not, it's not. The only way to stop that is when, when when there's lawsuits going against uh, this fake news, because it's just not right. It's not right. Dominic, thank you for the call. We hope that you have a, um, a lovely, a lovely day. Let's go to uh, Pete. Staten Island, listening on Alexa. Good morning, Pete, and welcome to WABC. Go right ahead. Good morning. Yes, Carol hit on some great points, you know, especially with what happened uh, with the, uh, you know, with the governorship. I mean, she realizes she don't have a chance because this uh, attorney, I mean, the uh, governor who just took over, uh, she is being uh, propped for this job like as if, you know, like it's a guarantee. So I guess she decided to drop out uh, to Leticia and do the job that she's doing well. And also on the point of uh, Jesse there, look, uh, you know, you know what that takes away with false report from the crime from police officers and detectives investigating the serious crimes. This takes a lot of manpower and stuff away. And, uh, you know, you can't make false reports. Absolutely. And so I thank you for the, uh, for the call, Pete. Um, you know, Mr. Mr. Smollett rolled the dice and, um, and it didn't, it did not work out his way. Let's go to our friend Jeannie listening on the radio in Queens. Good morning, Jeannie. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm doing well. I hope you are. But now, hey, but Jeannie, Jeannie, I got to tell you. So Curtis Lee has been prancing back and forth, and he's going to get on me and say, "Oh, why do you go through asking how the person is doing and all all those pleasantries? Just get to the point." But isn't it polite to do that? And we always yes. want to thank you for being such a wonderful voice oh, of reason. Thank you. Oh, and you're such you. a great reporter in person. How can we not thank you? Well, thank you. That's very <laughs> kind of you. Go right ahead. You're welcome. So regarding um, Letitia, I'm just wondering if there's some kind of backroom agreement that they're going to do anything they can to get rid of Trump, and they're giving her the chance to go back the other direction, away from the governorship, to ba- and will back her with a, 
what do you call the primary or whatever. Okay, you know, hey, wait, Jeannie, they hate him so no, much. No, no, I, I got you, but let, let me ask you this question. Yes, let me, let me ask you this question. So, do you think that um, Governor Cuomo, who ran his father's campaign campaigns, was elected in his own right? Do you think he's just going to take this hit and just just lay down and, and accept oh, no. it for what it is? He might try to run again too. Or 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 or, or, or do you think? And not only has his career been ruined, his brother's brother. career has mm-hmm. been has been ruined. You think? And, and, and without without Andrew Cuomo, Letitia James would have never have been elected statewide. So the woman right. that he gave a shot to, and basically ran with her statewide took him out. In other right. words, my question to you is, do you think Cuomo is going to ever rest until there's political retribution? Oh, no. I'm sure he'll find a way to get back at her. And, and that's... He's right, because he did help her, and she didn't help him. So, But, I mean, he did deserve to be taken out anyway, but mm-hmm. he'll probably get back at her somehow. I well, don't know how, but maybe he'll just run again or something. Well, all, all I can say, folks, I thank you, Jeannie, for the call. Politics is a very nasty business, and all of a sudden, stories drop out of nowhere. Poof. They just appear. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Something is, Something's not right. She was going for it all, running for governor, and now all of a sudden, I want Trump. I'm going after Trump. Well, but Lieutenant, L- L- Lieutenant, uh, uh, the state attorney general, you could have went after Trump before you started running for governor, but you still ran for governor. So what happened that just made you back up, and now you're running for re-election as state attorney general? Doesn't pass the smell test, folks. It really does not. Dominic Carter here with you. We're going right back to your telephone calls. But I want to tell you that the holidays are here, and this time of year we pause, reflect, and realize how blessed we are. It's also the time to help make a difference. 77 WABC is teaming with the Cohen Children's Medical Center, a proud partner of Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, for our third annual holiday radiothon for the kids. Friday, December 17th, all the money raised stays right here, benefiting the children and their families of our community. This year, give the gift. Give the gift that has real meaning. Money raised will be used to improve life-saving care and equipment, pediatric research, child life services, and more. Download the 77 WABC app and listen to hear more about how you can help Friday December 17th, but you do not, you do not have to wait until then. Text HERO to 51555 and donate today. 51555 and donate today. Join Cohen Children's Medical Center and 77 WABC in making a difference for the holidays. Let's go now to Hudson. Listening on the WABC app in the Bronx. Good morning, Hudson. Uh, good morning to you, Tom. Always good to hear you. Thank you. Um, good to hear so, from you. So I could talk all day about Juicy Smollett. I could talk all day about uh, Hochul. Um, I think what's happening over there is I think it's almost like 
Biden after South Carolina, and uh, I think they're all forming behind her, um, just like they did over there with, you know, the little boys in charge of the transportation, and you got Bernie Sanders, and, and you know, in charge of all the finances. But one thing that one of your callers just said that I've been meaning to ask you for a long time, and I never get to bring it up. Um, you guys were talking about the news, and I'm sorry to change subjects. Why, if the news is the way it is, and conservatives, you know, have money just like liberals have money, and you know, there's rumors that AT&T is is looking to sell CNN, and we already know because I've heard it from your station um, that they were trying to get rid of the daily news. Why is our side not trying to purchase these media outlets where we can now control the narrative? Mm-hmm. Well, that that's an excellent question. Um, I don't know, Hudson, the backroom negotiations that are going on. Uh, for many of these stations, it requires major, major, major financing. And that's not to imply that one side cannot afford it. Uh, because like you said, there's money on each side, each political side. Or the only point that I'm trying to, and I thank you for the call, Hudson, and have a great morning. The point that I'm trying to make, folks, is that nowadays when you turn on, and I've been using MSNBC as an example. So let me stick with that. I'm not going to attack any of the personalities. Many of them I know on a personal level, just like many of them I know on, on the Fox or CNN on a personal level. But when you turn on MSNBC, as the kids say, don't get it twisted, they are being paid millions of dollars to push a narrative. It's not about the facts. It's about a narrative. And on MSNBC, the narrative is let's pull in every progressive, every minority that we humanly can pull in to boost our ratings and lift our ratings. And so you have folks that are making millions of dollars annually just to see an issue a certain way. And then you turn on the news channel and you think that they're giving you the news. They're not giving you the news. They're giving you spin for what they're being paid to do to make you watch and to deceive you into believing that those are the actual facts when they are not. And we've got to get away from that. One story, one set of facts. One story, one set of facts. Dominic Carter is saying, I will see you tomorrow. Same time, same station. Matt, it's been great working with you. Good luck to you, my friend. In for Frank Morano, Curtis Slewa, the other side of midnight. He's been prancing back and forth, ready to go, right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.